You're listening to Plan B Podcast. The opinions expressed and shared on this podcast are of our own. Welcome to Plan B.SG. Quite a lot of areas that the, that the Russians have. Yeah, we're going to go down. Mm. Like, those are not leaders. Mm-hmm. Those are shit stutters. Yeah. France this time, denied, defied. And at the end of the day, we have a three-way relationship. <laughs> okay, let's, let's stop this right here. I was waiting for the Malopo Bosco. Uh-huh. I, I was. I'm still stuck on that. Uh-huh. But uh, I remember to press the button. Yeah. And we are back for the third episode of uh, today. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we we spoke with. And you are Darren Mark. Yes, I'm Darren Mark. And I am Rahman. Yes, I am Darren Mark. Wow, I really miss Zaman. I need him around. I miss his laughter. Yeah, dude. No, like the the poor guy mm-hmm. is at home Sick. with a with a God knows how many degrees. degrees fever uh, now. Yeah. I mean, it was it was really high in the morning, like mm. uh, like forty in the morning. I don't know about now. It's it's if he's been having a forty degree fever for for that many hours, mm-hmm. I would be seriously concerned yep. for his health. And there's a bug going around, but yeah, thankfully it's not COVID anymore. I mean, yeah, yeah. Arguably, we have uh, what herd immunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so that's that's good. But you know what? Uh, we were talking just now with Mustafa. Right, and like talking about the entrepreneurial uh, journey and all of that, uh-huh. and I just think that it 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 reminded me of a few things actually. Mm-hmm. Like it it got me uh, thinking about my own because I mean, in a sense, you know, I'm, I'm every time we bring in somebody mm-hmm. uh, who talks about an entrepreneurial journey, blah blah blah, then I get to realize that shit. Now I'm on my own journey. Yeah, you are a shareholder, which I I like honestly never, an owner. I never thought I would be here. Part owner of Plan B. Yeah, and like, you know, sometimes I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Mm. It's scary. It is, it is scary. And uh, and you know, so like when we were having that conversation with Mustafa, I, mm. I, one of the things I asked him, if you recall, was um, the pain points. And many people don't talk about the pain points. And uh, I think in our conversation, I mentioned that I haven't taken an MC for 10 years. And yeah, and, yeah. And, and you say, why? And sometimes people say, oh, it's easy, you're the boss. You can just walk off wherever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not that easy, bro. It's not that easy, and and um, and I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, mm-hmm. um, is it uh, a need to be controlling everything? Is it a need to be like you know always checking on things? But it's not. It's not that. And and my conclusion is, it's fear of failure. Ah, oh my God, yeah, fear, fear of failure. Yep, it is fear of failure. It is a situation where you know. I mean, honestly. I've come to a stage in life where I have dependents, I have kids, mm-hmm. I have people who rely on me uh, and I place an equal amount of importance on my staff and yep. I think about my staff who have their families. They have children to feed, they have uh, mortgages to pay for and it's, I tell you, it's a weight. It's a goddamn weight on my shoulders. There are days that I wake up and I tell myself, would it be just easier to, you know, give everything up and then take on a job and earn an income is that security that, you know, easier to do? And I think definitely it is easier to do. Yes, yeah. You know, like, you know, when you were saying all of this, right, I just mm-hmm. got reminded of my dad's, I mean, it's it's one of his, uh, well, it's not his last words to me, mm-hmm. but it's one of those uh, last conversations that I had with him. Okay. Because I remember I was at his place. This is this is before like that final week mm-hmm. where he was really too sick to even talk. Like. Okay. But um, I was I was talking to him and he was telling me, you know, like you gotta take care of yourself. You have to uh, go and um, like like his his worry for me mm-hmm. always because I have a, I have a sibling, right? Mm-hmm. Has always been that I don't love money enough. Okay, that was his worry for me. He told me very flat out. He was like, "You don't love money enough, and that's a problem." Mm. 
it's it's not like my 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 sister because mm-hmm. to him it's like in in Chinese la qian, you know like she she knows the value of money she knows how to appreciate and and really fight for money mm-hmm. so he was like go no worries your sister will survive okay but you you are like you know tied down by all your ideals and and all of this stuff you don't have uh you don't you don't love money enough to make it in this world mm-hmm. and then the funny thing is one of the last things he told me was don't ever be a business owner ah my Bloody hell then like two months three months after he's gone suddenly i become a Business owner. owner. And okay, but okay, so as an antithesis to what you just shared, which is moving because it came from your late dad before he passed on. Mm. Okay. One thing I have thought myself to do is to also actually not love money. Like, I mean, I enjoy That's my life. It's kind of hard to believe, bro. Yeah, sure. I understand. And when I say it, it will say, yeah, rich coming from you. But, <laughs> but the thing is, I make it a point to spend as much on other people as I do on myself. Mm. And uh, and I learned that from other entrepreneurs, mm. other people who have walked the path, and that brings with it to me some form of intrinsic good, which uh, which helps you sustain. Is this how you justify being rich? I am not rich. <laughs> I am comfortable, and it doesn't mean that uh, every day is rosy. It's not. In fact, yeah, there, yeah. Are, there are more stormy days than that. Than, than those which are not. And and realistically, that is the pain and suffering that people do not understand, that, people, that business owners go through. And I was actually, I mean, uh, I was listening to mainstream radio. Right, day, right, right. And I remember one of the DJs was saying, you know, when it, when it, when it comes to uh, doing a business and being an entrepreneur and running your own shit, nobody talks about the humiliation, mm. the grief, the despair of... Um, having to thank things on your own because mm. when you are the business owner, you are the only one. It, at the end of the day, it yeah. falls on you. So that's why, right. uh, bro, when we fight about your capitalist, communist, whatever shit, right? Yeah. I get triggered too because everybody says, oh, punch the what? Eat the rich, la, punch, punch up. up la. La. But when it comes to being like sitting through the storm, nobody thinks about that. You know, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. nobody looks at the grief and suffering that we go through. You are earning an income. We have played poker and put all our chips in. Failure yeah. is not an option for us. You know, what I mean, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. have, we have families too. We have dependents too. We have people who rely on us. And you know how painful that is. You know how scary it is. I mean, uh, I myself can get panic attacks. I can get. Pangs oh, of anxiety where I think about shit. How you know, like oh my, like like full blown panic attacks. Yeah, it's normal. And my friend, I mean, I got friends who are on Xanax and shit. Ah, and it's real. And nobody talks about this. Nobody. I mean, yeah, we've had IMH on our show. We've had like people with you know the uh, talking about self care, talking about how to to. And you know, times are tough now. Yeah. Like the word recession is still on the lips of everybody. Everybody's talking about it. Uh, how's the market going to correct itself? The interest rates ever increasing. It is real. And and you know, you know the, the feeling of being shell-shocked. Like you mm-hmm. are just crouching down, covering your ears, covering your head. Waiting for things to pass, right? Yeah. And, and it just seems like it doesn't pass. Yeah. But okay. Mm-hmm. If I want to be a complete fucker right now, I can actually just say Which you want to usually. Oh, uh-huh. Like, no, like the whole dependence thing, right? Like, I mean, you kind of ask for it, right? Like, you, nobody asks you that, you know what? 
Well, it's true. What? I mean, that is one of the considerations for why some people don't want to have kids. Yeah, like, fair, fair. But the thing is, all I'm saying is when you do actually have and you look at the face of innocence oh. and you realize that these people, your kids, don't have anything other than you to rely on. That is, that is a great and heavy responsibility. Yes, you may have brought it upon yourself, but it is a responsibility. And when mm. you have a responsibility, you see it through. And seeing it through can be a lonely exercise sometimes. Mm, true, true. And that's what people don't talk about enough, I feel. Right. Well, I guess that's better. I mean, like, honestly, like, you know, like, as much as, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I would be like anti-natalist in that sense. Like, anti-natalist? Wow, I'm yeah. still learning new phrases from no, you. So, <laughs> no, like, so, like, the anti-natalism is like this new, uh, I don't know if it's like completely new, but mm-hmm. kind of, uh, 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 it's people who don't believe in, in birth, lah, basically. Okay. Like, they, they, they just believe in not, in stopping. No procreation. No procreation. No progeny. No. Because, I mean, so usually it comes from a bit of like, uh, the world is shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why the fuck would you ever bring, or bring somebody in mm-hmm. to a world like this? Okay. Um, and I guess I kind of resonate with that. Okay. Uh, but you know. But like, that's bleak, right? That's super negative. Like, my wife always scolds me because, like, the genre of shows that mm-hmm. I like to watch on Netflix is always dark. And she right. always complains. And I thought about it recently. I remember, I think a week or week before last, one of the days where she said, uh, my wife said to me, uh, you just watch whatever you want. Uh, I'm going to watch my Korean drama on my phone. <laughs> so when I look through my Netflix and then, you know, like sh- continue watching, right? right? And then I look and I say, oh, yeah, huh? all the shows that I watch are dark. Mm. And sometimes it's a self-fulfilling prof- prophecy. Like, you know, you get into that zone in your head, that negativity, that that bleakness right. and it's it's tough to pull yourself out. Oh, no? it is, it is. Mm. But, but yeah, but what, what I was going to say is that, you know, your view of parenting, as much as, I mean, you are a parent, uh-huh. is, is actually, in a sense, the more responsible way of thinking about it, right? Because it's like, yeah, you recognize that your kids didn't ask to be born. Yep. That you were the one that brought them uh, into, yes. into this I world. I take responsibility for exactly. it. Exactly. And so you take responsibility for that. But, you know, we also have some parents, and I know this because some of my, my own friends have complained about this. Uh-huh. Their parents, for example, are the kinds who are like, like they take it that I gave birth to you, so you owe me. Oh, you. Rather than the other way around, uh-huh. which is that like, I, I threw this life on you, so mm-hmm. I owe you actually. Mm. I owe you a decent living. I owe you basic, I mean the basics. I of, need to of, make sure you can stand on your own two feet lah, yeah, and move exactly on that, and you exactly know, be that. independent of me. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't want to rely on you. That's so, why I tell you many times, I want to die at 63. Yeah lah, I mean, that's a whole other thing because mm. like, aging population and I mean, you lucky enough, you got four kids. Uh-huh. So like when you are old, Mm-hmm. You have four kids to share that. that. Don't, don't, don't. I don't want them to share anything. They, <laughs> as long as they don't disturb me, they don't... <laughs> it's, a, it's a fact of life. Yeah. Right? I, mean, I mean, I think most people in Singapore are still quite traditional in the sense of like, you know, we do take care of our parents. Once we are earning whatever, we do, mm-hmm. you know, give money back. We do... Uh, take care of their expenses. Take, yeah, take care of their expenses at least yeah. to your, your comfortable limit. Well, shit, that brings me to a whole other, you know, like downward spiral kind Why? of thing. Because, yeah, I mean, I look, I'm looking at my own parents and they are elderly. They mm-hmm. are, I mean, in their 70s and, you know, like, I mean, you don't live with your parents, right? We have, Singapore has progressed to a stage where generally once you're married, you move out. Well, if you can get a bloody house. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, you don't see your parents every day. I try to make it a point to actually speak to them on a daily basis at least. Right. Uh, keep keep in touch and, and you know, and... Uh, I mean, I take care of my parents' workspace and all that. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Like you watch them deteriorate and that's yeah. that's another thing that sometimes claws at the back of my mind, mm. thinking about whether I'm doing enough, taking care of my parents enough, you know, yeah, giving yeah. them like, like should they be in a state where they don't have to worry about anything, you know. They, yeah. And like, I tell you, like the fear, mm. I felt it, I had to reckon with it like for the first time in my life because at the other day, I mean, as much as I sound like an old fuck half uh-huh. the time, uh-huh. I'm actually quite young, right? Like I am... <laughs> I am actually quite yeah, young, right? Yes. Like I have You you you're supposed to be in your prime time now, bro. 27, 28. You know uh, what I mean? I don't bloody feel it. Mm. But like I mean, I had to deal with, you know, I mean, I am growing up. I am becoming an like, you know, a proper functioning adult. Yes. As as are my peers. And I can see from around us that yeah, we are all kind of struggling with this new stage of life mm-hmm. that we find ourselves in all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And then like recently, I had a family member who had to ask for a very sizable loan. Okay. And this is a very close and dear family member that, you know. I cannot say no to lah. Mm. Because this is somebody that I, I definitely do not want to let down. Yes. I don't have that many left. You know? <laughs> Understand. So, it's like, but but it was... How do you deal with that? Right. Yeah, and, and it was a huge fear mm-hmm. because, you know, I have so... I mean, not nowhere near as many things as, as you do like in terms of liabilities and dependence or whatever. Mm. But I have liabilities of my own and that was when it fucking hit me. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot let any of this shit fail. Yes. Like, yes. I, I have to fucking make this work. Yes. Yes. And that's the harsh reality that people don't understand. Like, business owners, people who are working, I mean, no need to say business owner, bro. Even grab delivery drivers, even taxi drivers, people who are working yeah. on a daily basis yep. to earn that keep, that stress, that pressure, that, that weight, bro, that weight I mean, is, is something that nobody recognizes enough. Uh, but Okay, but just, I mean, I, I don't know though because I, before I became... Like, okay, just, we talk about budget, right? Yeah. We talk about expenses, we talk about our, the government's policies, and I mean, it's never been more, more relevant than it is today. It's never been more real because like, whatever policies, whether you're going to get this voucher, that voucher, what's going to be more expensive, it is so real now, mm-hmm. more than ever. And you know, the, the segment of the population that is where I am right now mm. between 28 to 40 yep. or rather 45 even maybe. Right. It is a scary age to be in because you have elderly parents, you have young children. Mm-hmm. If you're a business owner, you have staff, you have people who are depending on you and everything boils down to your ability to deliver and shit. That is pressure that sometimes at night when you're sitting alone there's, yeah, it is pressure that just hits you. I don't know if you've ever felt, I mean, you probably have several times, but mm. it's like this realization that comes to you and it's like, yeah, I cannot take a break from this. Exactly. It's and not like you're in You a, know, there are people who come to me and tell me all the time, like, hey, yo, bro, you're really working too hard. You're pushing your arm. I was that fucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, it's not, you think I won. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think I won. That's the thing that people don't realize. You know, when you... You are like like what Mustafa said just now, right? You mm. can't just give up. You're so you're so deep into it. Yeah. You there's no reset button to this, man. Sometimes I wish it was a game where you can just play, you know, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. start over. You know, you can't. You're in too deep. But but I mean, I don't know if I'm just like like too still being a bit too idealistic or whatever. Like sometimes I really think to myself and it's like, why can't I like can't I just take like a fucking one day break, two day break? Mm. and then just completely wash my hand off of everything. Oh. 
And then I realized the answer is no, like actually. Yeah, you, you can't. You will still check. That's you will a harsh. Still, you will still check in. I mean, you may you may say that you know I'm gonna take a bit of a back more back role now. You mm-hmm. know, you delegate more things to other people. Mm. But at the end of the day, because you're just so intertwined with it, huh. your mind will never forget switch about off. it. Switch yeah, off. Yeah, it huh. will never switch off about it. So, so I guess it's a harsh reality that we've got to deal with. And I'm, I mean, and I believe in this, right? To me, I'm a student of life, mm. and every day is a learning journey, and that. I have come to terms with the fact that there are just things that I will learn how to cope with as I go along. Yeah. And I think practicing and training the mind to be open-minded, to mm. be calm, and to realize that there's not, there will be situations which are just out of your control and you got to deal with it. Yeah, and you just have to fucking deal with it. And I mean like, you and I both, especially moving forward, like we all know that the next few years are going to be turbulent as fuck. Mm -hmm. Not just like domestically, but just around the world as well. Mm -hmm. And we just have to be ready for, God God forbid, some other thing breaks out, God knows China decides to fucking do something to Taiwan or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, that would have major concerns. In fact, that that is the, the talk of the town apparently because there's some like security conference going on somewhere. Uh-huh. So, uh, it's, it's we just have to deal with it lah. Yeah. Not what to do with this life, right? Like, suck thumb <coughs> and power through. Yeah, but in the meantime, do enjoy our content on planb.sg. <laughs> I hope whatever we shared resonates with you and if you uh, have things that you want us to talk about, next week, hopefully, we are back on the show. Mm. We will definitely be talking about it. Yeah. We interrupt this program to bring you... This podcast is proudly brought to you by our friends from the Bravo Realtors. And if you want to call them for your property health check, do so at this number. That's 8100 I repeat, that's 8100 Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors. Okay, so guys, I mean, if I were to sum up the first and second uh, sharing sessions that you've given us uh, over the earlier two podcasts, we know effectively that there are a lot of people talking about CPF and accrued interest now. And in the second uh, sharing session, you told us about how it's important to actually know how to use your CPF. Yes. And that is something that I think many people are still trying to figure out. Yes. Mm. Now, how are we going to translate that into actual profits, into money, into making money? Can you please share with us some uh, examples or real case uh, references that you may have? It's okay. It's easy for a, a property agent, right? To say, oh, you want to buy this property? Okay, let's buy this property. Mm. So, but planning for that property in coming years, five, three or seven years or how long? We, we do not know how long they want to stay. Yep. But if, definitely we want to know what do they want. Okay? Mm. So that's the plan that we really do. How we really plan, we don't really predict like, okay, if you buy this house at 500, it will go up to maybe seven, 800. We don't predict mm. that way. Mm. Like I said, many times that we've done a more calculation that if you buy at 500, because we are talking about HDB resale. Yes, right? yes. So if you buy at 500, if the, the HDB goes up to maybe 550 or even you sell at 500, make sure that you don't lose the money. Mm. Don't lose the, the, the profit of that, that house. So how do you hedge against that? Of course, I think Khalid already discussed about that. That is where we start to plan whether you to, you, to use how much CPF yep. or to use how much cash. Mm-hmm. If you Definitely, if you have to use everything in CPF, it's a whole different thing that we need to do calculation. If you can use cash, it's a whole different thing of calculation. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it's all in your control. Right. I want you to understand that it's, you have a lot of flexibility. For example, if we have a mortgage of 1,006, okay, mm. a month you have to pay 1,600. Uh, 1, you know you don't have enough CPF contrib- contribution to offset that. Okay. Yep. okay. But if you can pay 600, 
or it maybe you use 1000 from your CPF contribution mm-hmm. and then 300 from your ordinary account mm-hmm. balance and 300 in cash that can also help you in times to come where you need that 300 uh, dollars cash that you use to pay for your mortgage in your pocket for your ex- to pay for your expenses yep. you can easily go to CPF and switch that ah yeah so you do have the flexibility and why would you want to have this uh, flexibility Because in times where you have enough money, you mm. would want to save, mm. save for your future, save for your to prevent negative sale, mm. save for your retirement, save for future planning, so that if time comes when you need to upgrade or you want to upgrade, you can actually afford using capital appreciation mm-hmm. from your property instead of savings from your bank account. Yeah, so, so actually that's interesting when you talk about savings from your bank account. Many times you mentioned that property can be an effective tool for retirement planning. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, do you think that with the current market, the changes in the interest rates, and also like now got the all the changes in the stamp duties and all that, is that still possible? Ah, uh, yes, of course. Because if we, okay, for example, in 2022, HDB URA has just released the um uh capital uh the HDB prices, right? Property hmm. price index. Okay. So HDB has for the last two years has increased more than 20%. percent. <laughs> okay, core inflation is actually 5.1 highest at 6.1 percent for mm. 2022. Correct. Right, right. So technically, right, if you would have managed your CPF well and you you avoid negative sale, mm. even CPF cannot help you. No, property capital appreciation actually did because HDB prices went up more than 20 percent. That's true. Mm. That's right? true. So is it actually good in terms of hedging against inflation? I mean, yeah, crisis. Good, 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 <laughs> yeah. For, good for people who are planning to, uh, you know, like use the, but bad for people who want to enter into the first place, lah. Mm-hmm. But, but I do mm. have a question that's related yeah. to this because, I mean, we we heard from the budget, right? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, like the the they're gonna inject a lot more BTOs into the, yes. into the system. Yes. I think over the next two years. Yep. Uh, yes. So there is an expectation that the prices will rise a lot slower. In the future, yes, of yes, course. Yes, yes. Prices will start to slow already. Actually, mm. a matter of fact, it's already starting to be more in a controlled environment, mm-hmm. right? Now we talk about future planning. I'm not going to assume um, or uh, give any kind of prediction, but based on what is already uh, given to us, yep. okay. In two zero two zero two four, they will increase the supply of BTOs. Yes. Okay, and they will try to make it. Uh, within two to three years, mm-hmm. right? Much shorter waiting time. Shorter yeah. waiting time, which means if two zero two four plus three is two zero two five, two zero two eight. Sorry, two zero two seven. Two zero two seven. Right? Two zero two seven plus five. Ah, thirteen. Two zero three two. So from two zero three zero up to two zero three five, you will have a lot of BTOs reaching its MOP. Ah. So what will happen when it reaches its MOP? Everyone will start to to sell, uh-huh. to cash out the money, and everyone will start to reinvest in a private property to upgrade. Nice. Wow, you know, and you that see, is how many years time <laughs> to come. If you were to buy a resale property today, a resale private property today, or buy a new launch today, mm-hmm. by that time you could actually already sell. So this, is that a problem? Two thousand PSF, not a problem. This wow. is why you get the planner for you because you know when I'm thinking of like prices are gonna not stagnate lah, but prices are gonna like you know uh, stabilize. I was thinking like, oh, that means it's less profitable lah. Mm-hmm. But you <laughs> yes. go the next so step. Now I think it's less. Okay, it is less. Uh, um, you won't profit as much as the past few years. Okay, correct. But what is happening now? You had see the GLS, which is land pricing, right? Has already increased so much. There's a huge gap between a resale property entry price, a mm-hmm. private property entry price, and the new launch prices. Mm. For example, you can get like thousand six, thousand seven PSF of private property, mm-hmm. but new launches is already starting at two thousand. 
But mm-hmm. how are you going to make money from there? It's because mm. like there's everyone is still buying at 2000 PSF. They can mm. only or will definitely only exit at 2002 or 2003. Wow. Mm-hmm. And when when is that going to happen if you buy a new launch today? It's about five years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six years, probably you stay there, you get your keys, you stay one to two years, maybe five years. Right. By that time, you will have an oversupply of BTO who also reach MOP. And what would they want to have? Upgrade to a private property. <laughs> and ah. when they do that, who would want to buy a 20 years old resale private property? Mm. They will go into a brand new, brand new, brand or new, new, yeah. uh, new uh, younger lease private property. Wow. And that I mean, is how you see the next, wow. anticipate is, the next. Uh, yeah. Like, this, I think we talk about this many times. It's mm. about supply and demand. It's so <laughs> easy. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. when But the supply is coming, mm. then the demand is there. No, this, yeah. this, the complex part about this is forecasting. Yes, right? yes. forecasting. Yes. And that's what you need to do, I guess, yeah. to be able to actually hedge properly. Yeah. But if you mismanage your CPF funds, mm. Mm-hmm. And you bought a resale. Mm. How can you actually? You're going to miss out on this opportunity. Why? Because everything that you have to come out in terms of cost will become coming from your pocket instead from like any other people who want to try to get it from the sale of their property, right? Mm. Yeah. So don't mismanage your CPF. Use it for your benefit and not try to lose it. Consult the people who know how to plan it. Yes, and I mean like just. Just listen to what he just said. Like, there's no way in hell that you were not impressed. Yeah. By that. Let, me, let me just put it right there. So you definitely want to call this number. That's 8100-2300. I repeat, that's 8100-2300. Alternatively, you can also find them on their IG at the Bravo Realtors.